This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 389. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 389. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. So we're about to be in it, just right in the middle of it all. It's about to be the thick of the holidays. So this recording will go live a week and a half before Thanksgiving. And so if you're like me, it feels like it's still a month off, but nope, really wake up because it's here. <laughs> and so I feel like uh, life is moving at a breakneck speed and I cannot catch my breath, but also I'm very excited for the holidays. And part of the reason I'm really excited for the holidays is because my family and I, we've done a good job over the years of getting more and more intentional around how we spend family time. And we're lucky that we have really amazing relationships with all of our extended family. We don't have, you know, a ton of drama or struggles. And I know that that is a gift, but there's definitely been some bumps in terms of how we've navigated, you know, spending time with family. We have family all over the country and spending time with family over the holidays, making trades after getting married. Interesting, fun fact, my husband and I dated for five years before we got married and we never spent Christmas together during that time because we both had this expectation of ourselves. And I told him this early on when we were dating, I was like, I will never spend a Christmas without my mom. 
And he was like, yeah, me neither. (laughs) So we weren't saying it in in like a harsh sort of a way, but I was like, I am so protective of my mom. And he was so protective of his mom. We were both raised by single moms. And we were like, no matter how long we're together, we both were like, we're going to be with our moms. And so once we got married, then we were like, now how do we do this? Do we still not spend Christmas together now that we're married, but we both want to be with our moms? So we've had to juggle that a little bit. And we actually, for those of you dying to know, I to date have only spent one Christmas away from my mom. And here's the funny thing about it. I had all the nerves going into that Christmas. Vinny had just turned one. I felt really guilty not being there for my mom. My sister wasn't able to be with her either that Christmas. And so she was spending Christmas with her sisters and her brother. And I knew that she still had family to be around, but I just thought, oh my gosh, like we've made it so many years. You know, at this point we would have made it like 38 years that my mom and I would have spent Christmas together, just our little family. And I felt I had a lot of mixed emotions about leaving her alone because that's in my mind what was happening. What actually ended up happening on that Christmas is that I was kind of a wreck she had a great Christmas. <laughs> she she was a little apprehensive going into it, I think. I think she was a little nervous about how the emotions might hit her that day, being apart from my sister and I. But she ended up having this really fantastic day. And it was really eye-opening for me around like the guilt that I carried going into that and how I really let it kind of cripple my holiday. And that was unnecessary. I did not need to take on her emotions And as it turned out, she had a great day and which I was so, so happy for her, but it was kind of eye-opening. And I know that there's so many women who listen to the show who we just are like high achiever, perfectionistic kind of people that never want to let anyone down. And here's the thing, grownups like are grownups. So let them be grownups and it's okay to let people figure things out for themselves. And you don't have to be responsible for their outcomes or for their emotions around it. And even if my mom had had a really rough day, I still wouldn't have to be responsible for that. And so that was a really eye-opening experience for me because I really compromised how I felt that day because I was like reserving all this energy for her to have a hard day. And when we ended up on the phone midday and she was like, yeah, I'm good, having a great day. And I was like, oh, I guess I literally had been like sitting in a hotel room crying earlier in the day. And I was like, I guess I don't need to be sitting here crying. And maybe I need to actually get over myself a little bit and recognize that we're all grownups and we can all be responsible for our own peace and our own joy and our own magic over the holidays. And so that was really eye-opening for me. And so as I've talked about this over the years, this is a question that really always comes up around the holidays from listeners asking about boundaries and how do we set boundaries? How do we manage expectations? How do we make decisions around this time of year? Especially when we have you know extended family, some of us have multiple marriages among our parents that we're managing. And so there can be many grandparents and many aunts and uncles and 1000 cousins and step siblings and half siblings and all the things, right? And a partridge in a pear tree. And we forget that really our responsibility for our holidays, it's to look after our very immediate family. It's all we're, we're really responsible for. And we often burden ourselves with making it so much more than that. Now, that doesn't mean that we need to be like, dismissive or rude or, you know, aggressive or neglectful around our family at the holidays. It just means that we need to be intentional about how we go into the holidays and what we need primarily and really prioritizing what we need. So when I say we, I mean you as an individual, what do you need over the holidays? And then secondarily, what does your family need? Your most immediate family, your kids and your partner. And beyond that, Everything else is like a distant third place. (laughs) And so really recognizing that and not taking responsibility for everyone's holiday magic. 
Now, I know a lot of you are feeling really uncomfortable right now because you want to be responsible for creating all the magic for all the people. Or maybe you're feeling relief. My hope is that you're feeling a little relief. So let's dig into this and talk a little bit about how you can create peace, joy, and magic for yourself over the holidays and not get sucked into other people's expectations of you, other people's expectations of your time, other people's expectations around you know how things are going to look this year and how things are going to look moving forward in future years as well. So the first thing I want to talk about is really encourage you to look at what are your primary goals? Like what's your dream vision for the holidays? And even make a holiday bucket list. We did this for the first time last year and it was really fun. And Vinny's now he's seven. So last year he was six and he was at an age where he remembered enough from one Christmas to the next to know what to look forward to, like going and visiting Santa and little traditions. There's a certain neighborhood that we love to go and look at the Christmas lights. And I think we had like a play that we were going to go see. And we had like a handful of things on this list. And it was fun to go through that and really decorating the tree was on there. So all those kinds of things, fun to go through that. And that kind of helps you center yourself around what's really important to your family at Christmas time. And that can also help you see. So maybe on your dream vision for the holidays, maybe you have something on there that's like host a holiday open house. And when you host a holiday open house on your bucket list, maybe that's when you invite the 14,000 extended family members and you see them all at once and they come to you and it's from one to three on a Saturday and you're done. And then you don't have to drive 18 places between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And wouldn't that be a beautiful thing? And so really looking at how can you create a vision for yourself that includes what would make the holidays the most magical for you and also creates the opportunity for you to create boundaries that are inclusive. So boundaries that say like, hey, this is what we're doing for Christmas this year. This is an invitation for you. But that also gives you some space for boundaries as well to say like, hey, instead of us driving around on Christmas Eve, we're going to have this holiday open house the Sunday before. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? 
And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. And then from there, you have managed some of the expectations around people seeing you and you've made it be known that we're not driving anywhere on Christmas Eve. We're doing our own thing. We're, we're not driving from house to house, you know, over the course of the holidays. You all can come to us. We're not making 18 appointments to go see 18 people just because we have the only grandchild and you all want to, you know, have your three hours with him or her. So some clarity around that just by starting with the holiday bucket list can be really, really helpful. And when you think about that dream vision, think about how it would feel if you could actually live that. And that will also really give you some clarity around prioritization and really what matters, really what you need to have happen, what you want to have happen to make this a happy time of year for your family and to make this a magical and peaceful time of year for your family. I really want this to be a time where you feel like you get to like put on your pajamas and relax a little bit. And if it's not that time for you, then how can you make it more that way? And not to push my agenda on you, but I'm just saying I want to spend a lot of time in my pajamas for the holidays. So for us this year, and I should tell you what we're doing this year, because that might be helpful for you for context. So a couple of years ago, we ended up traveling for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And when we did that, I was like, you know, we're not going to do that again. We don't need to travel both holidays. That's too much. And at that time, Vinny would have been five, I think, four or five. And I was like, we're not doing that again. But it's interesting how over time things change. And so this year, we actually did commit to traveling again for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. So we live in Seattle. We were going to go down to the Portland area for Thanksgiving. And then we're going to Phoenix over Christmas to be with family. And now I feel like I need to also say we have house sitters and our house will be like, if anyone knows where we live, just know we have all the cameras, all the security and house sitters and a vicious dog, a pit bull mix. Okay. So now that we have that out of the way, so we're going to be spending Christmas in Arizona. And when we decided to do both of these things, I was like, oh gosh, like I said, I wouldn't do that. But here's the thing. Vinny's older now. He's a great traveler. And we have the opportunity to go to Arizona. And in addition to being in Phoenix for Christmas, we get to go skiing with his cousin. And that's going to be really, really fun for him. It's something he hasn't ever gotten to do before. And so I had this totally different perspective on it. It didn't feel like, oh my gosh, we have to pack up and like figure all these things out. Instead, it felt like we get to have this really fun opportunity that's like, it just felt like a really exceptional opportunity versus like this burdensome travel. And then as it turned out, our family that was supposed to be hosting us in Oregon had some things come up with a kitchen situation and they're not going to have a kitchen available. And so they're actually going to come here now. So part of that travel got switched. So now I know for Thanksgiving, you will find me in pajamas for five days straight in my own house, which I love going down to the Portland area, but I'm also excited to be here. So that actually feels like a really, really good balance for us this year to have like the excitement of travel. We also have the time that we're going to be home at Thanksgiving. And then when we get back from Christmas in Arizona, we also are coming back early enough that we have some buffer time. We have some time to just chill out and be at home. We didn't extend our trip so that we're staying like all of Vinny's Christmas vacation or his winter vacation. We made sure that we were coming home in time to like have some chill time as a family. So that was also something that was really important to us that we got to do something really cool, really fun. And we also get to have 
pajama time. <laughs> so like, let's be honest, that is my quality core value is optimizing pajama time. And so that's how we are managing it this year, just to give you a little bit of a glimpse for us. And so with that came a conversation with my mom though, because we will be visiting my husband's family. So a full year ago, I told my mom that we were considering this. And I said, Hey, I know we've only been apart for one other Christmas, but we're thinking about going to Arizona next year. And I wanted to get that on your radar and let you know so that you could kind of be thinking about your plan. I did not ask for her permission or her blessing. I just let her know this is kind of what we were thinking about. And she immediately was like, I totally get it. I understand. It sounds like your sister's going to be able to be with me for the holidays. But if not, I've done this before. Like, I'm good. And I have to say, like, I'm so grateful for her that that's her attitude because I know that that would not be the case for everyone. And I know that's not, you know, I know that some of you might be met with total resistance in the same situation. So shout out to my mom for being super awesome about that. But I also want to be clear that when I had this conversation with her, I just let her know what my family needs. And it's okay to do that. It's okay. Just like I talked to you about like having self-care time for yourself on a regular basis, you go into something saying like, hey, hey, here's what we need. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what I need. Here's what I'm going to do. And here's how you can support this or here's how you can be involved in this. And then you get to make a choice. And so you present people. This is like healthy boundaries, right? You let people know what your needs are and then they get to choose to what level they want to be engaged and supportive or participate or not. And that's on them. That's totally on them. So you do not need to take responsibility for other people's expectations, other people's emotions, other people's drama. You don't need to take responsibility for the drama that they choose to create around your decision. That's none of your business. It's none of your business. So if someone decides to be hugely disappointed in you, let that compromise their holiday experience, not yours. And that might be really hard and really uncomfortable, but it's also really important because that's what healthy boundaries are. And if someone chooses to create drama around your decision, that's their own stuff, whether it's codependence, whether it's like unhealthy boundaries, whether it's them trying to gaslight you, whether it's their narcissism, their ego, whatever the thing may be, that's their thing. That's not your thing. So you can create really neutral boundaries and say them in a way of like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're choosing to do this year as a family. And you can say this in a really neutral way where it's not like, we don't want to be with you or we're choosing something else over you, but just saying that this is the choice that we're making and keep it really, really neutral and really like low emotion. If they choose to freak out, then you continue to stay neutral and low emotion and say like, oh, I hear what you're saying and this is what we're choosing. So, you know, and I mean, if you're like face to face or in a heated exchange or whatever, like you get to just determine when you walk away from that conversation, when you disengage. And I would suggest sooner than later, if it's a hostile situation, you disengage sooner than later. On the flip side of that, one of the things that you can do when you're saying we're choosing to do this is you can extend invitations. And so I think this is something I talked about last year, and I think it's really, really powerful is to say, hey, so we're not going to be running around on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning or on Thanksgiving Day or whatever you want it to be. We're not going to be running around. So we would love on the Sunday before Christmas or the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we would love to meet you for brunch though. So you can pick another time and you can even give a couple options like, Hey, we're not going to be leaving our house on Christmas morning. We're really wanting to establish some traditions with our kids at our house, but we would love to see you for brunch over the holidays or for dinner would like the Saturday before Christmas or after Christmas work best and give like two options. So then you are buffering your 
choice with an invitation and with some consideration for like, yes, we'd still like to see you, but we're not going to go run drive to four different houses in 24 hours to accommodate everyone who has needs who maybe doesn't think they can all be in a room together on a holiday. And so being really clear about making that invitation or back to this idea of hosting an open house. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. To say, hey, we're going to have a holiday open house or a holiday happy hour, like whatever makes sense for you and be like, hey, like come to our house from four to six or three to five on, you know, December 20, whatever, and join us for Christmas cookies and snacks and drinks and singing Christmas carols or the kids are going to watch a Christmas movie or like whatever, and then be done with it. And make it really simple because you have the right to do that. You have the right to simplify your holidays. And also when you do that, it will be such a gift to the rest of your family. It will be a gift to everyone around you when you are not stressed out and when you are not high anxiety, when you are not trying to please all the people at the expense of yourself and your most immediate family, the people you love and adore the most. So really get clear on what is important to you And then from there, again, when you create this dream vision, it will become really clear to you how you want to prioritize time. And you can have some really good lines like this year, again, neutral lines. So here's what I want you to use. This year we are choosing to blah, blah, blah. So that's not saying like, you're not invited. We can't do this, blah, blah. You know, it's just saying this is what we're choosing this year. You can also say it's important to us to establish our own traditions. And you can also say, we would love to invite you to do this, that, or the other thing. So put the ball in your own court and put the ball in your court, extend an invitation, create a boundary, set a boundary, and then let the ball be in the other person's court. Like, let them make a decision around that. Let them decide how they want to manage that. Let them manage their own emotions. And you get to disengage. Most people who are reasonable (laughs) are going to be respectful. And if they're not respectful, all the more you should not be making exceptions for them. (laughs) Like, And so this is where I think we also need to be really clear is that if someone can't be respectful of your decisions, then that makes it even more firm that you should not be creating extra space for them to compromise what you really want. So I want you to be really clear with that in your head. If someone can't respect your boundaries, even if it is someone who you love, admire, trust, 
who you have an adoring relationship with, who, you know, you have known forever, like your mom or your dad or your in-laws or whatever, that doesn't mean that you compromise. It means that you see their disrespect or disregard for what it is and make sure that you honor that, honor their disrespect or their disregard by keeping your boundaries even more firm. Because if someone is going to disregard or disrespect your wishes, then all the more do you need to be protective of your emotions and your energy. I'm going to say that again. If someone is going to disrespect or disregard your wishes, you have an even more critical responsibility to be careful with your emotions and your energy with that person. That is your job. So I want you to be really clear as you enter into these conversations As you enter your holidays, I want you to own your holidays, own your peace, own your joy, own the magic, own the boundaries, and own your disregard for other people's expectations for you and other people's expectations of you. So that might sound really harsh. It might sound insensitive. It might even sound downright selfish. And maybe it is. And maybe that's okay. You actually are entitled to be selfish over the holidays to get what you need and what your most immediate family needs out of this time of year. It's not your job to manage the expectations and the emotions of four sets of grandparents, seven aunts, three uncles, 37 cousins, four step siblings, a half sister, and a partridge in a pear tree. It's just not. Your job is to meet the needs of your most immediate family unit and to create joy and magic and meaningful traditions for those most intimate relationships with the very few people that you adore more than anyone else in the world. Do not allow other people to compromise that. So it might be possible to do that. It might be possible to create the dreams and the magic and the joy for that most immediate family unit and includes extended family. And it might not. And that's okay. And it might change from year to year. So this is the last thing I want to say about this is don't look at this as like this obligation to tell people you're never going to spend Christmas with them again. Now it might be that (laughs) that might be fine, but also it could just be like, This is what we're doing this year. We will revisit this next year. I know when this came up on Facebook as a conversation topic, someone said like, hey, you know, right now I have an 18 month old who has nap time at noon. Like we're not going to go to Christmas brunch. And that's totally fine for this year to say like, hey, this year, because of where we're at with our nap schedule, this is what we can do. Like that's totally reasonable. And you know what? There's absolutely going to be people who are like, what the nap schedule? Like there will 100% be people who don't get it. And that's fine. No one needs to understand your high priority of the nap schedule. Like, I get it. I totally get your high priority of the nap schedule. I spent a Christmas, the only Christmas I spent apart from my mom, I spent five hours on Christmas morning in a hotel room trying to get my kid to take a nap. And I was in tears and he was in tears and my husband and I were screaming at each other because that nap is real important. (laughs) So I totally get it. And other people will not get it. And that's, it's fine. It's totally fine. Like no one else needs to get it. You need to get it. You need to know what's important and why it's important, right? So Vinny took a nap that year. We went over to my sister-in-law's house. It was a great day, but I was like, we are not going to kick off Christmas without this child napping with 18 people around him and everyone have their day ruined. I understood why that needed to be a value. It didn't matter if anyone else understood it. And so there's many things where you can say like, for this year, this is what we need to do. And again, keeping it super neutral. And that doesn't mean it has to be that way every year. Maybe it does. Who knows? You only need to worry about this year. So don't make this into like a decade long, like battle cry, just a 2019 battle cry. That's enough. 
All right. So I hope that was helpful. Definitely let me know how this resonates with you. And I would love to know if you have feedback on this episode or you have more things to add in terms of helpful tips and things, you know, strategies that you've used with difficult family members in the past. Definitely come and talk about this either in our private Facebook group over at shamelessmom.com slash Facebook or in the social media posts that you see on Instagram and Facebook on the public posts that you see up on social media, because I would love to know how you've managed relationships and boundaries in the past and how you're going to do it this year. We all learn so much from hearing different people's experiences and stories, and I tremendously value your experiences and stories. So please do share. I can't wait to hear from you. Can't wait to hear how your holidays go. So here we go. We're in it together. Holidays 2019. Let's bring it. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.